0: Saddle up your horses. Well, welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walter Show. God bless you today. We have so much to fit in, as always. We are not going to dilly-dally, as my mother was wont to say. But I will tell you, the books are available on Amazon.com, things I picked up along the way and a few things I should have left behind, and The Rapture Revisited. Finally, a lawyer takes a look at end-time events. I think you want to check them out. I think you'll be blessed by both of them. I will tell you this. Um, The grand total of $3.15 that comes back as a result of that book sale goes right back into this ministry. I keep nothing. Not a doggone thing. Okay. Last week, I talked or had had a segment about the division in the United States about the coming secession and or civil war. It doesn't have to be civil war when there's secession. Uh, There will be, if if good states leave, the left will attack. No question about it. If bad states leave, let's say Trump wins, California leaves, people say, hey, don't let the screen door slap you on the fanny on the way out. Good riddance. There won't be a civil war. So I don't know how that's going to turn out. But the question arose, and it's a very fair question because I did not address it directly, about the passage that says that a nation divided against itself cannot stand. So how would I advocate for secession when that would seem to be the death knell for the country? Well, first of all, uh, the secession paradigm is laid out in First Kings. So there's a biblical basis for it. But when it says a nation divided against itself cannot stand, we're the nation. We are the one nation that is presently divided against itself. We as one nation Cannot stand because we are divided against ourselves. We won't be divided against ourselves once we are two nations. So understand the cause and effect here. Uh, And I'm sorry I did not include that illustration or that uh, explanation in last week's program. But we will, uh, once you're two nations, you're not divided against yourself anymore. As long as you're one nation, it can't stand. It means it's going to fall apart. There'll be war. There'll be what have you. It'll it'll collapse. The only way to survive is for the better part of it to survive, as did Judah and Benjamin when God caused a secession and carved out the ten wicked tribes of Israel and left these more righteous tribes of Judah and Benjamin in place. Okay, got it? All right, let's go. Uh, next thing is... Uh, I just want. To, well, you know what? Let me take care of these quickly because I like these topics. I told you I'd start with good news. This is good news. The Texas House passed a bill that bans uh, diversity offices at state-funded colleges and universities. It will prohibit uh, these universities and colleges from establishing or maintaining programs and offices that promote hiring or employment practices on the basis of race, sex, or other protected characteristics. So, in addition to banning the so called diversity, equity, and inclusion offices, this bill will also prohibit taxpayer funded schools from mandatory diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Now, this is great news. Uh, the DEI Office, a diversity, equity, and inclusion office, um, which provides different treatment to people based on race, sex, color, or ethnicity, or can involve anything from policies to programs or activities that will be prohibited. So this is great news because this is what it comes down to very simply, is that when you ban diversity requirements, equity requirements, inclusivity requirements, you have now banned discrimination. In other words, you only get what you deserve. But to fill positions and have programs based upon advancing one ethnicity or sex or something, uh, over you know what? That is discrimination. It causes division. It causes, uh, frankly, revenge and a whole bunch of things that are not good because when you create division, guess what? Uh, The sides are separated. There's no bringing them together. I mean I don't care whether the person who has gotten a job because they were black or Hispanic or because they were queer or something like that. I don't know why it would be wrong for other people to resent that who was who were more qualified. In other words, they just weren't the right skin color or the right sexual preference to get the job. That's discrimination. So when you get rid of this, they say, well, you're going you're to advance discrimination by getting rid of this. No, you're getting rid of discrimination by getting rid of DEI. Next, Greg Abbott signs a law making electric vehicle owners pay for their gas-free cars. I really like this because all cars, all vehicles caused wear and tear on the road. EVs are heavier than car, uh, comparable um, gas-powered vehicles. They're heavier, so more wear and tear. But guess what? If they're not paying for gasoline, they're not paying highway taxes, and it's the highway taxes that are used to take care of the roads. So he's taking a lot of flack. But once again, on two occasions right there, Texas gets it. Okay, so the new new news this week, and I guess we ought to jump into it quickly, is Tim Scott is now in the race. I find this really interesting, Haley. Nikki Haley appoints him, and then he runs against her, who's also running for president. Um, It's going to be very interesting. He has a strong following. What I do find more interesting is who Trump is and is not attacking. He hasn't attacked Nikki Haley. I think he considers her a non-issue and just blown I think Trump considers her not worthy of attacking because she's no threat. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I love this guy. I don't know how he can get more news, get more exposure, but, uh, I really, really like him, but Trump sees him as no threat. He doesn't even mention him. He's just ignored in the polls and he's ignored by Trump. Um, Scott, Trump hasn't said anything yet. And here's what I don't know. Which people other than Trump are running for president because they want to be considered or vice president. I think that's Nikki Haley. I don't know if it's Tim Scott. It may or may not be. don't know. I don't think that's the case of Vivek Ramaswamy. So what does it come down to? Trump only trashes those who he thinks are a risk, which is why he's gone out of his way to trash DeSantis, even, and I have to say, embarrassingly so, since DeSantis's launch on Twitter was a bust. It was a complete bust, but Trump is mocking him for it. I wish Trump just wouldn't make it so doggone easy to dislike him. Now, there's a bull in the China shop attitude we, that I, I appreciate, but you don't attack your own. You do not. That was a rule of Ronald Reagan. You do not attack your own people. You're going to need them, need them more than you think. But Trump has gone after DeSantis, obviously because he considers DeSantis a threat. But this is what I find interesting. There are two people who have really harshly trashed DeSantis on his rollout. Trump and AOC. Isn't that interesting? AOC and Trump. So is AOC now Trump's friend because she's helping him trash DeSantis? But I would say this to Rod. I, you know, I mean, I'm still leaning towards Trump in this matter because I think he's the president on a national and especially international level that we probably need. Uh, DeSantis is morally superior to Trump. I don't hesitate to say that in a second. But I would say this to DeSantis, uh, to his credit. He has not attacked anybody. But more importantly, as I have said before, and I actually have an entire chapter in my more recent book about things I picked up along the way and a few things I should have left behind on why, ultimately, it's not very important how you start. People say, oh, you had a horrible launch. Done. Well, so what? How you start ultimately means nothing when compared to how you finish. It's how you end up that matters. Isn't that biblical? Got all kinds of people, gross sinners they get saved and they end up, you know, gloriously serving God in their last breath. Didn't matter how they started out, it mattered how, matter how they ended. Take Solomon, he started out great and he ended up bad. I mean, we got felons who've gotten saved who actually ended up their life better than King Solomon, if I understand scripture. So, I don't want the us to take it too hard. Yeah, it was a bust, but move on. And I loved also the fact that he didn't go to the mainstream media to get the word out. A couple of random thoughts. I'm going to clue this here. Um, first of all, I got to thinking about Joey Cornpop, No Brains. Uh, I want to control you, uh, says George Soros, Biden. <laughs> I don't know how many mental names we can fit in there. But Joey, in his... Immorality, his gutlessness, and his brainlessness has unleashed a flood of people at the border. We now are up to what? We're up to the point where over one, between one and two percent of the people in the United States have come into this country illegally just in the last two years. In two years. Now, what has come with them? Fentanyl. The massive deaths, particularly among young men, but the massive deaths which are brought in from Mexico via China, from China via Mexico, I got that backwards. Would that not make, frankly, the knowing uh, invasion of fentanyl, which is killing tens of thousands? accommodated, allowed, and apparently enjoyed by Joey Cornpop, doesn't that make Cornpop guilty of crime against humanity? Doesn't that make Joey's passive use of fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction for which he should be tried, convicted, treasonous? What's the crime? what's the penalty for treason? You know what it is. Yeah. Random thought number two. The Democrats always contend they're for democracy. We hear this nauseating crap all the time. Well, that's not democratic. That's not. Dem- we're, uh, we're for democracy. Absolutely. We're for democracy. Well, let me ask them rhetorically a question. That's one of my random thoughts. If in fact you're so for democracy, why then Democrat NC, Democrat National Committee, Have you eliminated all primary debates? In other words, in the so-called name of democracy, the Democrats have told RFK Jr. and Marion Williamson to go pound sand. You don't even get to be on stage with the incumbent. We're not going to have any debates. Everybody who wants to run against Biden is eliminated. We've already chosen Biden, and it's in the name of democracy that we have eliminated the choice of the people in the name of democracy. Well, that's in the name of hypocrisy. Now you know why I call them Democrats. I might mention that last week's program entitled, Is It Democrat or Democrat? was a very highly listened to program. Okay, moving along here. Uh, My wife asked me the other day, she said, what's a false flag? And so I explained it to her, and it can operate and function different ways. Frequently, it is a means of distraction by creating a false, faux, fake crisis or issue to draw people's attention away from the real issues. Or to salvage somebody's reputation, you will try to, in a fake way, scorch the opponent of that person Whose reputation you're trying to save. So if you're trying to save Joey Cornpop's reputation, which is beyond salvage, or the FBI's, which is frankly at the very bottom of an outdoor toilet, you would do things like having um, a false flag that involves what? This guy the other day who rammed slowly Yes, he hit it, hit it would be better than rammed the gate, the barricades around the White House on Monday night with a U-Haul. Now, this is, uh, hate crimes are false flags. In other words, if you don't have enough whites doing something to blacks, then you'll have both blacks and whites fake hate crimes, which we have. I've got a stack of them. They're just from 2023. Every one of them proven false that they it, because, because it isn't happening you've got to fake it to make it happen so that you can keep the narrative and victim victimization of minorities a uh, a lit fire in the in the mainstream media it's, it's fake whether it's crosses burning swastikas all this crapola it does show up legitimately every now and then but rarely so in a false flag Thing which is what people are considering the suspicious U-Haul stunt at the White House on Monday night. Now, you probably didn't see it because it's not being covered by the mainstream news. So, but what are they trying to salvage? I think they're trying to salvage Joey's reputation and the FBI's reputation because here's what happened: so you got a guy driving a U-Haul, they don't say where he came from, where he's going to, the U-Haul is completely empty, empty U-Haul. He lightly hits the barricade, and then very quickly, out comes a Nazi flag that the police pull out of the cab and lay it on the, and the FBI lay it on the ground as though, look, we caught another white supremacist trying to bust into the White House. This is a false flag. Clearly is. It's, a not, it's this pseudo-Nazi stunt. And conservatives are calling it just another poorly orchestrated FBI psyop. In other words, an optical thing, a psychological optic, which is intended to, as I said, oh, the FBI is really on the the job. No, they're worse than ever. They're just pulling more stunts to try to get their their poor boy Joey uh, poll numbers back up because that's who they salute. That's who they do their obeisance to. So the driver did intentionally hit the barriers. That has to be, and there's these charges that are pending, which are actually kind of, kind of funny. So a guy from the Revolver News, which is, which is a good, good news source, says, quote, let me get this straight. So you were telling me a guy with a Nazi flag and an empty U-Haul truck randomly hits a White House barricade at a low speed then immediately gives himself up, gets arrested, and the FBI comes and lays out the flag right in front of the truck immediately so everybody can take a photograph. report goes on to say, the, uh, the revolver says, there are countless legitimate reasons why conservatives don't buy this incident, starting with a disgraced FBI's involvement in orchestrating the Russia hoax, Suspicions surrounding FBI's involvement in January 6th, which we know they participated in as provocateurs, and the FBI's proven indictment or involvement in the sketchy Gretchen Whitmer kidna- kidnapping plot, just to name a few. So, uh, what's happening here? Uh, one more thing. Several publications have contended that the driver of this U haul was a white supremacist. His name, Sai Varshit Kandula, age 19, living in St. Louis, but a native of India. I, I got to tell you, apparently a white supremacist is anybody and everybody who isn't black. The way the writers would would put this forward, well, that's a false flag. Another false flag here. These fakie civil rights groups, LULA, which is Hispanic, and the NAACP, which isn't a civil rights group anymore, it's just a, it's just a, a the shakedown arm of the Democratic Party. I mean, they t- talk about what was they saying. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, and yet the NAAC, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the leadership just wastes their mind daily. They lay it out there to show the gross stupidity and complete indifference to truth and logic. So they say that uh, blacks should not, they issue a travel warning about Florida. Then Hillary comes out and said, no, it doesn't relate to just blacks. It's queers and blacks. But she says gays and blacks. I say queers and blacks. So I have to ask my black friends and listeners, of whom there are many to this program, doesn't it bother you to always be linked your ethnicity, your skin color, your degree of melatonin to just by, by virtue of an indigenous characteristic, an immutable characteristic of somebody who is black or white or Dutch or Chinese or male or female. But I would ask, ask the blacks, How, how does it feel to always get linked with queers? You have an immutable characteristic. I love diversity. I do. I love going to different churches and see how different people, different sing, how they sing and worship and all of that stuff. But how would you like to have your immutable characteristics lumped into people who choose queerdom, sodomy, fisting, all these trannyism, all things which are actions of choice. Remember, it isn't sexual orientation. That is bull crap. It's sexual preference. But Hillary has them all lumped together here. But you know what is interesting in this? Okay, I'm going to get into a sensitive area here, but uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't pull back. Sometimes I should, but here we go. Most blacks that are killed are killed by blacks. Most whites that are killed are murdered by whites. Between the two races, proportionately, many more whites are killed by blacks than blacks are killed by whites. That is a fact. Now, if you were going to issue a travel advisory to not go to Florida because uh, for some stupid, lame reason, not teaching kids queer sex in school or the 1619 project is going to lead all the whites in Florida to now attack blacks? It's about legislation, this isn't about behavior here. This is a le- well, it's a re- legislation that's about behavior. But what do you think? The, it's the the hundred so legislators in Florida that are going to go out with machetes after blacks now and queers because it's no longer safe, all because they stopped the grooming of children in the grade schools with all the queer orthodoxy and they're also knocking off the crapola known as the 1619 Project which is just a feature of black Marxist liberation theology. It's a fact. But, without this, having said that, whether you are black or white, but especially if you're white, wouldn't you issue, shouldn't you issue then, a travel advisory for whites going to Democrat-run Oakland, Democrat-run Chicago, Democrat-run Detroit, Democrat-run Baltimore? And to my original point, wouldn't you offer the travel advisory to blacks to not go and visit Oakland or Chicago or Detroit or Baltimore? Would you not issue that to them? Because it's not safe for, for them either. They're not safe cities. Ugh. Well, anyway, this is kind of all out of the communazi playbook. The whole false flag idea creates something to try to that's bogus to keep your fake narrative going, or to distract people from other issues. There are not blacks getting attacked in Florida or Hispanics. There is not. There is no evidence whatsoever that because no longer can you teach queerdom. Uh, and weird sex stuff and tranny stuff in kindergarten through eighth grade. Does that mean that queers are getting beaten up in Miami? No, no connection whatsoever. That's your false flag. But it is a, it's it's a tool of the communazi playbook. Adolf Hitler was one of the very first ones to come up with this tactic. He was trying to gain power. He wasn't quite as successful as or as quickly. Successful as he'd like to have been, there was another party vying for power, but was smaller, less of a threat, called the Communists. And so, what Hitler did was, he had the Reichstag, which is the lower house of the German legislation, legislature, um, legislature. He had it burned, torched the Reichstag, and then blamed it with a heavy dose of publicity on communists the people took the bait they sucker they took a hook line and sinker and what did they do they rushed in and gave hitler emergency powers to deal with the communist problem which was not the problem at all ever and then we ended up with the third reich and 6 million jews executed and all of that stuff well court documents now confirm the fbi has abused Surveillance tools 300,000 times. And they're supposed to be on our side? No. They sound like the domestic enemy number one. They take an oath to protect us against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And if they were true to that oath, they would then apparently need to be protecting us against themselves. Right? Right? How about this one go to a school board meeting people are are ticked off about all the queer crap and tranny crap and all of this stuff going on and the FBI has been showing up at these various school board meetings where people are posing the old XYZ lifestyle as well as promoting communism through very racist ideologies and so forth taking down license plate numbers Welcome to America Welcome to the beginning of Venezuela. We are on our path, well on our path, to becoming the banana republic of America. You know, I'm preaching this weekend at a church. Um, I'm really excited about the message. But I think I'm going to ask how many visitors there are. And if there are any raised hands, there probably will be. I think I'm going to ask them, okay, okay, Keep your hands up for all of those of you who are FBI agents. Just for the heck of it. See what happens. Hey, this is a great idea. Maybe our churches, for all the visitors, of which some now are showing it, particularly in Catholic churches, um, they and the, and the FBI calls it radical traditional Catholicism. Are you kidding me? Radical traditional... Is that not an oxymoron? Radical? Traditional? I would say they're mutually exclusive. But here's the idea. Just thought of it. Maybe we should have somebody go out and start taking pictures, photographs of all the license plates in the parking lot at the church service. Trace them. To find out who are FBI agents. Not a bad idea, huh? That was just a uh, spontaneous little uh, thing there. But we got this mother in California... She's Hispanic, Marina Vivar, who has a daughter, uh, Thelma Gonzalez, who's special needs. Special needs teenager, and she gets targeted for not embracing the LGBTQRSDUVWXYZ lessons. She is called, this special needs teenager is called a bigot. She's called intolerant. She's called homophobic. By the students? No. By some teachers. By some teachers are calling her that because she just won't suck up to this this ideology from the pit of hell. She She didn't want to participate in a lesson learning about lesbian sex, which involved a lecture on scissoring now, I don't even know what scissoring is, and if I did, I probably couldn't even talk about it. But my guess, since it's lesbian sex, is probably the equivalent of fisting with men, which we also can't talk about on the air, and I don't want to. She didn't like having to get undressed with male teachers around. So she said she felt uncomfortable. But we're to come back to this issue of feeling uncomfortable and unsafe as a righteous innocent person in an ugly world don't go away The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Crossing the highway late last night. You should have looked left and it should have looked right. They didn't see the station wagon car. The skunk got squashed. There you are. You got your dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Sticking the high. Of a- we are back. This is the Robin Walters show. Um, we were talking about this, this girl precious teen girl who's a special needs child getting harassed by her California teachers for being a homophobe and a bigot because she's objecting to lesbo sex lessons in her class and her, her learning about scissoring. I don't even know what it is. She said she felt unsafe. She felt uncomfortable. They couldn't have given a rat's rear end about her discomfort or her feelings are unsafe. But why is it? If you just mention the Bible, if you mention heterosexual sex, m- normal monogamous marriage between a male and a female, they go ballistic and they claim that, oh, we feel uncomfortable. We feel, we don't feel safe. Like somehow the exercise of your free speech, right, first amendment rights, is causing them to feel unsafe. Well, it's called conviction of sin. But when a righteous person stands up and says those things, they feel uncomfortable and unsafe, or they say they do, and then the righteous person is cut off. But when the righteous person says they're unsafe, feel unsafe and uncomfortable, sitting around um, the steering committee for Sodom and Gomorrah, then they're called bigots, intolerant, and homophobes. Now, I don't know if this woman is legal or illegal. She's Hispanic. Daughter's obviously Hispanic. And I'm not here to justify in any way, shape, or form illegal immigration and the hordes that are coming across the border. But I have these thoughts. I have to believe that even though there's some bad dudes coming over, there's a bunch that are coming over to get out of the hell holes in Venezuela or Colombia or Honduras for a better life. Little do they know that they're escaping to the country who the faux president, Joey Cornpop Biden, is doing his best to turn the U.S. into the very hellhole that these other people are trying to escape. But I guess if you were to survey these individuals, you would find out that, by and large, they're not in for this tranny crap, the queer crap, all of, this, all of this horrific stuff that God calls an abomination multiple times, multiple times. Not that he needed to say it multiple times, but he does, lest we not get the point. They wouldn't go for that. My guess is that from a pure morality standpoint on these social issues, you'd find that these illegals probably would cause an uptick in the average morality of people living in the United States, at least on those things. Maybe when they come in here, the Republican Party needs to start recruiting them. Maybe that's what we need to do. Go to these people and ask them, are you, are, do you support the right to uh, kill an unborn child in the womb? Now, do you to support the right to kill, especially on the birthing table? Or in some states like California, maybe for a period of time in Virginia, after they've been on the birthing table. Do you support sodomy? Do you think that you should be able to lower the age of sex uh, to actually legalize pedophilia down to a certain level? Do you think, go right on down the line, I bet these people are going to say, no, 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 no. And your response should be, then don't vote Democrat. All, the Democrats stand for everything you're opposed to. I don't know. I'm not sure it's going to work. But So let's jump over to the state of Maryland here for a quick second. Maryland, Montgomery County, one of the worst counties in the United States. Maryland has a law that says that um, issues of uh, family life and human sexuality require, one, parental notice, and two, the opportunity to opt out of any such instruction. But after it was brought to the attention of the board, books that talk about pride parades, pride pride festivals, gender transitioning, pronoun preferences, the board got ticked. And they announced, this is the announcement of the board. We're no longer going to follow the law. Parental notice will not be provided and opt out will not be tolerated. These are the people who, if it were switched, you say you got to follow the law. Got to follow the law. Got to follow the law. Well, I'll tell you who needs to not follow the law: all the people in Maryland who think this is the pile of crap that it is. Get your kids out. Start suing the school board. When you have a child, a daughter that's molested by some tranny kid in the restroom, sue every stinking school board member for everything they got, excluding their spouse. Just do it. The other, all they're interested in is ramming and cramming and slamming and jamming—no pun intended—their debauched, idolatrous, wicked lifestyle down the throats of unsuspecting and impressionable children. But not to be outdone by Maryland, uh, Target has hired a Satanist. Product designer. Now, take note. Uh, the, there is a number of Satanists. SatanCon in Massachusetts was largely populated by homosexuals. It was the largest Satan convention in the uh, uh, ever held in the United States, just what last month. So, Target hires this Satanist product designer, and Target is selling. Pride merchandise. Notice the word pride again shows up everywhere. And this guy who has a company called Ab Pralin, but now his products are being sold on the Target website and in the store, right along apparently with a gender transitioning babywear. Yes, babywear. Apparently, Target's trying to be the Bud Light of um, general merchandise marketing. And in addition to kind of the usual uh, um, demonic stuff on the website of this product for which which Target jumped in bed with, you got images of skulls, horn goats, references to the occult, and all that kind of happy crap, along with books that are selling too queer for here, cure transphobia, not trans people. But this man who is a biological woman who is now really a man. So he's a tranny. A tranny Satanist that's in bed with Target. Here's what he shared. You can go to it. Quote, Satan protects pronouns. And on his Instagram, he wrote that LGBT identified people are often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will, fine, we'll hang with Satan instead. And why? Because, quote, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. So naturally, we're naturally, Satan respects pronouns because he loves all LGBT people. It's also come out with the homophobe headrest, which is a graphic of a guillotine and skulls, the homophobic headrest, which some would take as a reference to Revelation 20, verse 4, where it says that uh, those, um, referencing those who are beheaded for their testimony of Jesus and for the Word of God. So this is where we are. you got five companies that have gone into the pit of hell and are partying in hell itself. Disney, Target, Adidas, Starbucks, and a new addition, North Face. North Face, I think they're a clothing manufacturer. Now that I know their name, I don't need to remember anymore other than tell you, boycott all those companies, they all suck unless you want to uh, subsidize financially the destruction of our culture and the ruination of our children in government schools. But not to be outdone, the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers decided they're going to have the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to Pride Night. Here we go. Pride again. Pride, 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 right? Pride Night. Then they got some pushback, so they canceled And then they got pushed back from the queers. The queers won. They called the the Gestapo out. And they reversed course again, decided to invite the anti-Catholic drag queen group. Anti-Catholic. They make fun of nuns in drag called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to help celebrate the Los Angeles Dodgers' LGBTQ pride. Night. Now, this shows the strength of the queer. That's why I call them the gay stopple. More on that in a minute. So one writer wrote in and says, quote, Do you believe that the Los Angeles Dodgers are being inclusive and welcoming to everyone by giving an award to a group of gay and transgender drag performers that intentionally mocks and degrades Christians, and not only Christians but nuns, who devote their lives to serving others? This is the power of Satan manifested, in this case, within the ranks of the L.A. Dodgers. Now, I'm not saying that the Dodger management are demon-possessed. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, no doubt, are. Yeah, yeah, you heard me right. More on that in a minute. But first, we're going to turn to Fox News. All right. Um, This just came out a couple days ago. And those who watch Fox are not going to hear it because it exposes Fox. And just how long they've been in the woke tank. They issued the employee... This employee handbook was issued January of 2021. So it's been out almost... Two and a half years. And all this time, we thought Fox is just a straight-laced great company because it's got Hannity and Tucker Carlson. And I'm not big on Laura Ingram, but nonetheless, Dan Bongino, some great people. Here's what's in the employee handbook that has been now the working operating policy of Fox News for two and a half years employees are allowed to use bathrooms that allowed that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex they are permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender they must also be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace and the fox will off, also offers to help employees come up with a workplace transition plan to ease their gender transition while at work. There's your Fox News. There's your trusty Fox News. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, this is... So if a biological woman objects to sharing a bathroom with a tranny-identifying man, her objection at Fox News, is what they're saying, will not be considered a lawful reason to deny access to the tranny individual. In these circumstances, a covered entity may offer alternatives for the individual expressing discomfort by, for example, providing a single occupancy restroom to change in. But what is this about? As I mentioned before, this is all about making the tranny The queers, because trannies are queer, feel comfortable. But no concern about the discomfort or the unsafe feeling, which would be legitimately uncomfortable and legitimately unsafe by righteous people, by a godly woman who's in a bathroom with a tranny guy. That's legitimate feeling of unsafe. Not... Well, he quoted a Bible verse about man shall not lie with mankind as a womankind is an abomination. I feel unsafe. It's uncomfortable. That's bogus. That's crap. That's false flag. But what's real, particularly women in the bathroom, when you got some fake woman in there, I understand why they would be upset. And this is what needs to happen. I'm afraid. Some young, some girls got to get raped by some tranny in the bathroom, and then sue the daylight's out of Fox News and every and every single corporation that puts up with that garbage. So now I want to ask you a question: Is it possible, given the push for all this queerdom, given the push for this tranny stuff, given the revelations that are coming out about the? extreme satanic participation and alignment with things queer. Is it possible Satan is queer? Now, you may be turning off the program, but hear me out. I'm not saying he is. Is it possible? I definitely think it's possible. If you look, first of all, at Romans 1... God did not give these individuals over to a reprobate mind. They had decided that they wanted to abandon their natural sexual identity and lust for the same sex. It also said they did not want to retain God in their conscience. Why? Because that would convict them of the sin they so desired. So they pursued the unnatural use of their body. And God gives them over to a reprobate mind. And it says, so that they end up doing and receiving in their body the penalty for their sin. I don't care. Call it AIDS, HIV, whatever you want. There's a whole gazillions of things that queers suffer from that they wouldn't if they weren't participating in sodomy. But God has given them over to a reprobate mind. He's given them over to what they want, and the reprobate mind has no space for God. It says they don't want him in his conscience. Do they go to heaven? Of course not. Can they get saved? Well, I suppose they could, but it's going to be as a result of a deliverance. That's what it would require for those that got there. There are those that have been victimized. They are definitely been victimized. You can see it. I can tell a victim homosexual man by one trait only. He refuses to look me in the eyes. Cannot look me straight-faced. The ones that are from hell, the purveyors, scream and spit. So, would it not be something that a queer angelic being, Satan, if he was queer, would want people to be queer and emulate him? Now, Try the next one here. So I told you, as we went through these stories, everything that dealt with and take note of pride. Pride is not used except in two cases. Talking about a group of lions, this is a pride. But today, it's pride everything. It's pride festivals. It's pride parades. It's pride celebrations. It's pride marriages. It's pride week. It's pride month. They want pride year. Everything is pride, 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 pride. Now, what was Satan's sin? Listen to this. Isaiah 14, verse 13. Let's start with 12. O art thou fallen from the heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, Thou art cut down to the ground. You've weakened the nations. I'll just ask, how does Satan weaken the nations? Goodness, well. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. This is Satan five times declaring I, 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 I. To which I'd say, I, 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 I guess. What is his dominant feature? What is he full of? Pride there is no more there is no more prideful set of verses in the entire scripture than that which satan speaks talking about his pride how and how he is going to do this he's going to be on top blah 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 pride 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 that's all we hear from the queers the passage in Ezekiel 16, write this down, verses 49 and 50. God says, You are guilty of the sin of your sister Sodom for her pride. Now, there are other sins listed there, but the number one sin listed in Ezekiel sixteen forty nine fifty. 50 49 and 50, of which Sodom and Gomorrah, full of homosexuals, we know that, queered them, run amok. The main sin of Sodom was pride. They took joy and reveled in their sin, their rebuke of God. And consider this. It says in Scripture, in Luke, Jesus said, the day of His coming would be as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, would mark the proximity of the return of Jesus Christ. And what do you see today? It seems as the, Satan is running loose with pride. This is his opportunity, apparently, to ascend into heaven, to exalt his own throne, to sit on the Mount of the Congregation, the sides of the north, above the heights of the clouds, to be like the Most High. And how does he get to be like the Most High? Apparently it's because he is in charge, or he thinks that he is. All we hear from Satan is pride, 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 pride. Pride was the number one sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Pride is all we hear out of queers. Well, cannot talk about anything else. Even they're proudful of their pride. So is Satan queer? I don't know. You let me know what you think. These passages make a strong case. I'm a lawyer. I would advocate for this. Is it true? Advocate meaning I would attempt to prove that he is in fact homosexual. Not politically correct. So the question now remains, will any FBI agents hear this message before I preach on Sunday to get in their little go-mobiles paid for by the feds to come and hear what I have to say? I hope to see them there. It's about time they heard the truth. Well, they've heard some of it if they heard this message. But what does that do for you and me? What do we do? Keep in mind, the God, the Kingdom of God is within us, right? Right. These other things, uh, there's no power in them. Confucius dead. Hari Krishna, he dead. Muhammad dead. Buddha dead. Jesus alive. Our faith is not in vain. He's risen from the dead because he's risen from the dead. We will too. That means that the kingdom of God, which is within us, greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. That means that you and I and everybody who know the Savior, we are greater than Satan. Isn't that interesting? doesn't mean we won't get harassed, intimidated, threatened, distracted that's a great one by him who knows what God allows him to do as he allowed him to do to Job I don't know how that works out but I do know this that what stands before us if you are faithful to the call if you have having done all to stand you will stand if like a Nehemiah you will fight for your families. You will fight for your lands. You will fight for your sons and fight for your daughters. If you've done all that, having the breastplate of righteousness in place and the using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, to slice and dice the enemy, then what lies ahead of us is not fear, dissolution, discouragement, despair, depression, suicide, no, what lies in front of us is victory. Because the day comes, read it in Revelation, on mounted horses, mounted on horses, we return with Jesus to restore true justice to this earth. And we're going to be part of it. God bless you all. This is Robin Walter telling you to sit tall in the saddle. Remember... You ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week.